<laughs> oh my goodness hey what's up everyone this is jason tucker and this is jp water cooler episode number 309 309 oh let's go around real quick get everyone in 309. <laughs> <laughs> the, mo- the most misdialed phone number ever, right? Ooh, okay, no, just from Steve. Maybe she'll answer this time. Let's find out. Um, if you are ever in a city that you don't live in and you're like at the grocery store or one of those places that need key cards, just do the area code you're in plus 8675309 and it'll totally work. <laughs> you get your discount. Really? Awesome. Steve, start us off. <laughs> I am Steve Zagan. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive and I run the OC WordPress meetup, allegedly. Nice. Colin, how about you? Tell us a bit about yourself. Me, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm just a one-man band. I turn out websites for people locally here in Spain, um, typically for small businesses, personal sites. Uh, just do it to keep myself amused as I'm fully retired. Awesome. Well, it's good to good to have you on here and uh, and hanging out with us. And you're also your first time here, so uh, welcome. Good to have you. Thank you. We'll be gentle. All right, say so you're lying to the man. Uh, tell us about yourself. I'm not lying. I'm feeling very nice today. Um, it took 309 episodes for that. <laughs> um. <laughs> My name is Say. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, at Say Read Media on all the things. And I like to sing. And today I'm feeling singy. <laughs> well, you, you, you like to sing because you're in an empty room and you're super excited to be in an empty room. That's exactly. <laughs> the acoustics in here are like really great. <laughs> Good to have you as always. Mr. Cosper, how about you? Thank you, Mr. Tucker. I'm Jim Cosper, a.k.a. Ashton Jackson, and I'm happy to be here today. <laughs> Part robot today. Yeah, you definitely Steve got Bob some Robert. audio. Yeah, you've got, definitely got a little bit of audio. Something's going on over there. I don't know what's up with that, but we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website's jasontucker.blog. I do this show as well as WP Blab. We do that on Thursdays. So feel free to go take a look at that. And if you, you know, if you try to watch this stuff live and it, it doesn't happen, you're maybe in a different time zone. Maybe maybe you're in, you're in Spain and you're trying to watch uh, WP Blab late at night. Um, that happens here uh, Pacific. And it doesn't work out for you. We actually record this stuff and stream this stuff live. So um, if you if you want to rec- listen to the recording, you can definitely do that. We also post this up on YouTube, so you can watch it over there as well. And I want to say thank you for all the folks that are watching this stuff um, on a bunch of different places, over on YouTube, over on Facebook. Um, we're also p- uh, posting this stuff on Twitter. And, um, you know, if, if Steve wasn't here right now, he'd be gaming and he'd probably be, you know, streaming his stuff on Twitch. We're actually streaming on Twitch as well. So we're gonna take a are we that. streaming on Twitch now? We are. Oh, my God. I, I want like to apologize to all the gamers out there. I am so excited. <laughs> I, I've been getting so into, never mind, but I'm really excited about Twitch. <laughs> Why? So everybody, uh, tell me, tell me how things have been going in Destiny. Uh, the, is that is, is your game? Destiny. No, I was like, what? no, 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 Red Dead Redemption Two, dude. <laughs> oh man. 
so let, we to, we were we were discussing that uh we were going to talk a little bit about huh, a little bit about um what gutenberg locks plugins is that is that what you're talking about say is that is that was your... oh that was a subsection of the overall topic which would be uh what was it plugins in the modern era Ooh. or just really the next generation of plugins there you go I remembered what I said because Colin was talking about his uh, first submission to um, a, the plugin repo and uh, he wanted to talk about his experience, which was positive. Yeah. Oh, Colin. It's not Colin. I thought you said Colin, like the rapper. <laughs> what does Colin have to do with WordPress? <laughs> Colin, he's it's two different people. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm up to speed now. I'm good. <laughs> Colin, how, how did that process go of, of submitting something to the WordPress uh, plugin directory? Uh, yeah, it, it, I was um, surprisingly easy. Um, I bounced it backwards and forwards. Um, I think it took about four iterations before they were happy with it. Um, but there was plenty of help, plenty of advice, um, and it was a painless process. I, I was having read various blogs and comments. I was expecting it to be um, a lot harder than it was, but See, Colin, uh, maybe you, it's better than <laughs> I thought it was. Colin, if you work on the internet, you should know you're not supposed to believe all the things you read on the internet. I was just watching the news before I came in here, and there was a big bit on there about fake news, needless to say. I, I only believe the Amazon comments. Those are the ones I believe. <laughs> the novels. <laughs> Those are the best. So, but, so yeah. it was good. You enjoyed it. And it was nothing like what you expected. Yeah, that's right. It, um, it was very easy. And um, it took about, what, three days and four iterations to get them happy with it. And it was up there in life. So, yeah, very easy. Um, go, Mika. Go, Mika. Go, 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 Mika. Yeah. Sorry. No, it was ever so helpful. <laughs> so the I suppose it helps when my cat is also called Mika. <laughs> yeah, probably. Exactly. The plugin repo is still S is at, is on SVN, right? So if you're a Git developer, there's a, there's a little bit of a, um, some nuances there that you have to understand about SVN versus Git. It's similar, but it's not the same. Yeah, I must there's admit. There's different ways uh, to do things on the internet. There are. Yeah. Whoa. There's not just one way. <laughs> no, no, no. I could get really deep from here. I just want you to know that, but I'm not going oh, to. So my question to Colin. I've included in the show notes uh, the, the link that you can go take a look at on how to go and actually uh, submit to um, to the the, and, the, the the directory, yeah. And their first their first link at the bottom is how to use SVN, <laughs> right? So Colin, did you come to... Did you come uh, to this experience with SVN experience or? Uh, None whatsoever. Never used it before in my, uh, in my life. And I still don't use it properly. I fudge it, but uh, uh, it works for me. And I push my code and it gets there and people are doing updates. So not a problem. Um, but it's not the most logical of things uh, of software I've found to use. It really is not. Um, but there again, I'm uh, over 65, shall we say, so learning new things doesn't come as easily 
to so me is maybe it, 40 years ago. We should just completely discount your opinion because experience means nothing. <laughs> that is not accurate. That's not true. Okay, I'll take your word for it, so. Now, uh, I, I think that the, you know, a, a sign of a good software is that it can be used by someone who hasn't used it before. Um, of course, with stuff like this, a lot of it becomes legacy. I was just, um, uh, one, one, my business partner was submitting a grant for uh, a, you know, a big, a big uh, or, uh, organization. And she had to trick her browser into using Internet Explorer in order to submit the grant. <laughs> Oh, no. Wow! What is it? What was it? An ActiveX control or something? I I didn't go. I didn't ask for screenshots because it was hectic enough already. But it, Jason, is, uh, is that still a thing? ActiveX? ActiveX? No, that not really a thing. But you know, it it. What? But that's the first thing I think of when something's Internet Explorer specific. Like it only works on IE. Then it has to be an ActiveX control, right? Definitely. <laughs> See, that's when it's like the the, the cautionary tale of lock in like forever is basically all of the proliferation of custom software that got made for IE that it's like what, like, I don't know how many years since it's been like officially discontinued. Yeah, <laughs> and people yeah. are still like, well, nah. Microsoft actually sent out emails and stuff saying, please stop using this version Just of Internet Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> Just this month they said, stop using Internet Explorer. We're yeah, not. They're, so like, they're like, this is a problem. You guys stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and no, but, but they can't. So there's all these, you know, um, yeah. arts organizations and nonprofits. And to have not only port the data from a system like that and, and all of the systems that it's connected to, you know, that's tangly. And, um, they, you know, they can't implement the new system because they're still active. Like this type of transition is like of Gutenberg-esque proportions. <laughs> oh, all done with ActiveX and ASP. Yep. ASP. Oh, ASP. Actually also just bought tickets on an ASP website for Broadway and had to actually, could not put it through, had to call, they had to call me back and then they were apologizing for their website and telling me that it doesn't work. Like, what hey. Were what, the, what were the tickets for? Come to find um, out it's the accent and say that screws are, up the entire thing. I, I want to just totally like, say this for real. Uh, they are to see a childhood friend uh, who I was in a high school play with, who is um, in the, the musical The Band's Visit, which won 10 Tony Awards, including Best Musical and a Grammy. Wow. So I'm going to go see her before the show's over. That's awesome. That's why I was buying the ticket. Not important, but just FYI. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I, I like it. It's a good story. Yeah, except for their website really sucks. So people are like probably not buying tickets to Broadway because that website was a nightmare and I had to like literally do work to do it. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Anyway. So this has been going around the, the the internet a little bit with when it comes to, to WordPress is that if you go to wordpress.org slash plugins slash design which is pretty much a like the best slug for a plugin. But slash design takes you to the Gutenberg Blocks design library, which is like a fully tricked out collection of blocks that are built out. Like it's not just one block, but actually like a collection of blocks that make up a very nicely and cleanly looking design. That you can just essentially drop into your onto your site. It's basically so I, I, phase two in a plugin. 
And so, was, yeah. And what's funny is like, you go and look to see who this developer is. Like this developer has no other plugins other than this one, but it's, yeah. it's top freaking notch. Like it looks good. It's like somebody was like, you know what? I, I really want to have my block editor and, but I still need to, I still want to do like sp specific type of design stuff, but I'm stuck having to use Gutenberg. I'm going to make both of these work together. So it's like they, I don't know, they kind of uh, just stuffed in Beaver Builder-esque things into uh, a bunch of blocks. <laughs> really cool. Feel free to go take a look at it. I, I thought it's I awesome. Mean, and so I think that this switch is is actually doing just that, right? It's really drawing a line in the sand between essentially legacy systems and the new stuff, right? Like we, like Matt, Matt Mullenweg said that like what, two years ago or three years ago or 12 years ago, however long ago, le learn JavaScript deeply, mm -hmm. right. that, whenever that was. And, um, you know, now you're seeing uh, the fact that the people who already knew JavaScript or the people who had, that was like their basis, they're being able to just take off running. It's like they've been waiting for the baton, like let's go. And then the people who are like kind of the legacy systems are like, uh, mm, uh, gotta catch up and re, you know, rebuild a plugin or reconfigure a system. And, and you know, we're at an interesting time for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the most cutting edge and then stuff that's just like. This one's a trip though, because it's, it, this one's a trip because it says that it's it's that it's using all of the basic Gutenberg blocks, just the default Gutenberg blocks. And then if you're using any other custom blocks, so for instance, something like atomic blocks or advanced Gutenberg blocks or stackable or any of these ones that are out there, that they just they just work. Like the styles work with it. Everything just kind of works together. Nice, clean, easy. Very, uh, I, I was playing around with it. I, I thought it, I thought it was really cool. And for, for something like this to just pop up, especially from somebody who I have no idea who this developer is. WP Design Hub is their name and their website's wpdesignhub.com. And it's just gorgeous looking stuff. But see, and that's the other thing that's super interesting uh, when you talk about the WordPress community, right? There's, it's always such a bigger community than you realize. There's all these people using WordPress, making things for WordPress, like Colin. I didn't know Colin, and he's over here building plugins in Spain. You know, like everyone's taking this stuff and and doing things with it, and um, it's pretty amazing. It's like it's like what else is there globally where you have this type of global effort towards something? Like, is there? I I I don't know that there is something like that where everyone's kind of just like working together and you know this person pops up this plugin and whatever and comes you know and i can't think of anything else that works like that maybe wordpress can just change the world <laughs> you guys have obviously got more customers than than i have how have you found um customers taking to gutenberg um, because I must admit, I saw the, the post earlier on in the week that uh, Jason uh, mentioned earlier about that, that plug-in there, and I thought, I've had a lot of pushback about going to Gutenberg versus Classic Editor from my customers, but actually looking at that, uh, it looks like that plug-in and Gutenberg may be the way to go, and an education process for some of my customers. What, what is your client's um reason for protesting 
or at least advocating to go back to the classic editor or protesting against the switch? What is there? What do they say? Uh, basically, it's the way I've always done it. It's the usual comment. Uh, it's just like a word processor, and that's the way I'm used to working. And do you show them the classic block and say, look, I, it's I the exact have, same I, one. There it is. I must admit, I'm, I'm also a bit guilty of saying that's the way I always do it as well. Um, I have had a play around, particularly I wanted to get some SVGs into a site. And I found that using um, Gutenberg was certainly uh, a damn sight easier than trying to hack the rest of WordPress to get some SVGs to display on a page. See, I, I have I have a, a tiny bit of a problem with um, with the you know I prefer the old way of doing things um, things because things are always changing. It's like okay, so you like the old way of doing things, and this is how I've approached people who said that to me: is okay, you like the old way of doing things. Um, so I assume that you don't have email and you you do all your correspondence through <laughs> the, the the actual U.S. Postal Service or or what have you. A dumb phone. Um, yeah, exactly. You, you don't like that things change, but um, you know the people who learn to adapt are the ones who end up growing. And that's the, the whole point of, of new things is, is to grow and to expand. Yeah, but there's- Expand and, yourself, and, yeah. And I, I agree with all that, but you, but you know, I have some clients that have a team of you know, 50 or 100 people. Right. And so then you've got a change management uh, issue. Right. So I understand the resistance to change because Absolutely. it becomes a training issue. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're talking about small teams, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, but, but there are large teams out there that, you know, that have to consider the training time involved in, in, in upgrading something like Uber. I mean, but For eventually sure. they're going to have to change their system anyway. They're going to have to update their training anyway. So, you know, and <coughs> I seven. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I7, yeah. To be fair, and to bring it back around, we should absolutely consider the pain of what I said about IE when we're talking about the classic editor plugin and supporting that for well, ever. And, and not only that, but the fact is, is that some you, sometimes these types of things are forced upon the users. And then you get uh, Steve's favorite department, the IT Always. department, having to manage that or rather uh, kind of figure out like, okay, I'm going to make sure none of these computers can ever do this Windows update for Internet Explorer. And then you come to find out that Internet Explorer and the, and, you know, the actual operating system are so tied together that things just stop working altogether because you've now blocked Internet Explorer from updating for your entire organization. So I worry about that for people yeah. who, if they, if they are building, like for example, if you're building a new site, there's no way that you should use any old, like an old, you wouldn't, I'm assuming, I shouldn't assume, but <laughs> uh, I just backed myself into a corner there. That never happens. Um, basically I would say that you one should, if one is building a new site, use the new technology and not try to string a, uh, build something new with the old, the old way. But if you're building something or, or I guess, if you're building something new for an old client, that's also the opportunity to build something using the new technology. But I think the danger is, is if you build like, like that you build something new for a client and continue to use the old technology and 
basically build in legacy systems. That's the dangerous part. I, I really feel like you, you can't coddle the people too much who want to stay on the old thing um, because once the support ends up dropping for the classic editor plugin, however far out that is, um, yeah, you're, you're going to run into the situation that Jason said where, you know, you, things just start to fall apart. You've, you've basically created a house of cards for yourself. So yes, if you want, if you have somebody who wants to stay on the classic editor, wants the old way, whatever, that's fine for right now. However, you need to come up with a plan with your, your client, at least you don't have to, but honestly, um, for strongly consider. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it, it's a case by case basis. I think it's, I think it's, it depends on the, on the client, it depends on what they've got going on, but yeah, I, eventually everybody's going to be forced to upgrade. Yes. Into something like everything so, has to upgrade, you know, eventually your old yeah. iPads don't post the software that you need anymore. No. And so we, to upgrade we, my computer Slack's going to stop working. With a, with a large team, I think it, I think it's just best to sort of communicate and, and, and figure out what the long term plan is, right? When the, when is the switch going to happen? When how long does the training need to be leading up to the switch? Right? There's a lot more involved than just flipping the switch and saying go for it. I mean, they're, they're, absolutely. They're, but developing uh, developing that plan is the thing that you need to do uh, either yourself or with your client, preferably with your client. Totally. There's, it's more of a project management task than it is a development task. Mm -hmm. There, you know, so there is also a kind of business model built off of supporting legacy systems. This is definitely something you see a lot right now in like um, older programmers, for example, who are like being brought back out of retirement. To guys, guys, who, guys who worked on the Y2K bug. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my father-in-law actually is a is a uh, a programmer, and he there's the shipping, you know, program that uh, this port uses, and they're literally trying to court him. He's like one of only like I don't know, ten I don't know how many people there are that know this software, but they're like, please, just please come here. And pa so, Pascal programmers were coming out of the woodwork, having to go and start rewriting stuff. It was like, whoa, that's is really cool. And then they're like, oh, we actually need somebody who writes uh, assembly language. Can if you do any type of assembly language, you need to start writing stuff for us. And it, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I just like uh, uh, many of you folks had to work through that Y2K stuff, and I lost a job because of Y2K. You know, like the system that I was managing was not compatible and so because of that i lost my job like the new system like you weren't kept on to keep the new system going so they were like you go with the old system because i was the old system yeah so you're the baby in the bathwater in that example do you, do, you, do you have a y2k bug in your brain or no but i wasn't hired i mean i didn't build the dang thing i mean i was the one managing it but they're like hey you know sorry well there's 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 definitely, like I was going to say, there's definitely a business model for that, for preserving those legacy systems or um, keeping them up to, like, up to date in their yeah, growth. Steve, how often do your old customers come back to you, Steve, and be like, hey, so my restaurant website, I need to get that menu updated, and it's written my, in Flash. Can you, can my, you ma my, my Macromedia Director kiosk is down. Uh, <laughs> aren't, there, aren't there space stations that are still using floppy disks, right? I, I, no, I'm serious. They're, they're no. floppy disks. I mean, yes. that technology is from the 60s. Why wouldn't they still, like, talk about legacy systems. Like, how do you upgrade that? You're like, this one works when we took it to the moon 
But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just fine. It's well, I, actually, I threw away about 500 three and a half inch discs only last week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what are you saving? Saving five and quarters. <laughs> I've got nothing that could possibly read them anymore, let alone anything else. But hey, a uh, bit of a magpie. <laughs> but there's firms out there now that are offering read your old discs and we'll put them onto CD or memory sticks and all sorts. So, as you say, there is still life in some old technology and people wanting data transferred even today from five and a half, five and a quarter inch discs, three and a half inch. Yeah, you know, the, I mean, even the plugin repository, which is, um, you know, has all this new stuff in it, it also has stuff from freaking like five years ago that isn't being taken out, isn't compatible, has warnings on it, or sometimes is compatible. But in terms of stewardship, community stewardship, I would say that that's something that we, should, I, I'm not, I haven't done any action towards this, so I'm, you know, armchair quarterbacking here. But, um, you know, that's something that is, can be detrimental to people going in there and looking through this like old and broken stuff that hasn't been updated. And, you know, if they think that it's good or, you know, if they were to try to use it, like that reflects badly on the system. So the fact that we have stuff in the repo that's not compatible with the new stuff that's also not updated to be yep. current at all, like that, that's, that's a bit of a problem. Well, yeah. And so I do a lot of code reviews for, um, for, for clients. So when, when we inherit a project, the first thing I do is a code review. And one of the, the pieces, one of the major focuses of the code review is what technology you're using, what plugins you're using, what third-party technology. But when I look at plugins, part of my code review is, okay, which plugins are outdated? Excuse me, which plugins are showing as outdated? But there's another factor that doesn't show in your WordPress dashboard that I concentrate on is, is which plugins have not been updated in over a year, right? right? So a plugin that hasn't been updated in two or three years, but is on the most current version, doesn't give you any warnings in your WordPress dashboard. It doesn't right. show you anything because WordPress still considers it up to date, right? It is the latest version of that plugin. Right, but I think they need a new flag or some sort of indication that says- Limit login attempts. Like yeah. that plugin limit login and tips, no joke, was has not been updated for seven freaking years. So so and but and, and and you know, something a simple plugin that might be okay, right? It right. might be that it's never updated, but a more complex plugin, if it hasn't been updated in several years, that could be very problematic. I mean, you could oh. be you could be literally putting holes in your site, like un uh, unintentionally exposing your site to um being hacked essentially i cannot remember the word yeah, it's okay so i, I actually <laughs> think that, that's what i'm sticking I, with i think that i think the wordpress core needs something more in the plugin screen that shows you this plugin is not compatible with this it, it hasn't been tested with this version of wordpress it shows you it shows that. what i mean it shows it says it you know it's if you click and get to the pop-up it shows you that but it doesn't show you in the overview screen it only shows you the plugins that are out of date Right. So yeah. you're saying basically right. we need we need more communication because that data is available. It's it not like it's not there. It's just not surfaced. It is. But I think as soon as you turn that on, everybody's going to freak out because that screen's just going to look like a mess for somebody that's got, you know, 50 plugins installed on their site. That screen's going to look like a nightmare. Oh, my God. That I mean, this is just like me when somebody asks. <laughs> 
<laughs> makes it's just like when somebody asks you, that. like, how many how many plugins can I have installed on my website? It's like, how many plugins? Well, it depends. How many lines of code are in that plugin? How crazy is the plugin itself? What kind of things are they doing? You can't answer that question, nor can you say like, if this plugin is 20 years old and it predates WordPress itself, yet this thing still works just fine because all it's doing is changing one color of one thing on the page that has not changed anything else. There's no functionality that's been added or anything. It's just like a pinkify simple thing. It's pinkify. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it, right? So we need we need more information and, you know, we need to educate our clients and, you know, life's going to keep on rolling and there's still going to be old plugins and new plugins. Strange, strangely enough, there is a plugin in the repo that is seven years old that is called Plugin Last Updated. Uh, <laughs> Pete, Mall from, Pete Mall from Range made it. Um, I think I... Still owe him a bottle of whiskey for making it. However, uh, it adds to the plugin page the last day that the plugin was updated. That plugin should just be renamed as Isn't It Ironic? Don't you think? Atlanta's more set plugin. I still I still run it on my sites and it still actually runs just fine. Because Can you just can you just go in there and like freaking update like a space or like a period, please? Like just do it. Like, on, like, on the top of on the top of plugin last updated, it says this plugin hasn't been tested with the latest three major releases of WordPress. Love it. This is just that's developer humor, is what that is. <laughs> right. and, and and passes the PHP seven point two and seven point three compatibility checkers, but nonetheless. <laughs> Well, folks, it's 1130. I want to say thank you very much for all you folks for hanging out with us um, and that you're able to uh, uh, be able to come on the show and hang out. If you want to come on the show, um, I send out emails every week. You can go over to our website at jpwarcore.com. You can click on the links there to uh, subscribe and to figure out how you can actually subscribe to the mailing list that I send out. Um, if you go to wrcore.com slash subscribe, that's where the actual subscription pages is. So you can figure out where to subscribe to the stuff and get involved in all of that. Uh, if you like this content and something that you're um, that you're that you were interested in and you think your friends might be interested in, there's a share button somewhere on the page that you're on right now. Hit the share button. Talk to y'all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.